0: Hello, hello, hello. This is Outspoken with Joy Silver on Radio 111, and we are going to be talking to Manny Otinko about the art of the lie and the complicity of the media and how the hearings are uncovering the truth. But before we do that, uh, I would like to say to you that Outspoken with Joy Silver is presented by Harcourt's Desert Homes. Scott Palermo and James Sanick will be here in a few minutes to share more on about how they can help you with your real estate sales and purchasing needs in the Coachella Valley. We're thrilled to have them on board. You'll find them at harcourtsdeserthomes.com. So welcome, Manny Tico. How are you today?
1: I'm doing well. Thank you.
0: Well, we have quite uh, quite the uh, exciting times in front of us. I think I, I could do with a little less excitement, I believe. But I do want to tell you, uh, Manny writes about race, politics, and sports, and he's been published in Salon and LA Weekly. I became aware of him with his writings on Medium, and I was particularly interested in his "Tucker Carlson may finally have reached the end of the road." That caught my eye, Manny. I I tell you that for sure, and certainly, uh, Manny, you and I have spoken before about the sheriff's race in Riverside County. So, today, yeah. tell our audience a little bit about some of the things that you're writing about. Particularly, let's start with Tuckle Carlson, and then we'll move on to the hearings.
1: Okay, um, I, I yeah, I, I cover media and politics and uh, for Medium, and uh, I've been writing a lot about Tucker Carlson, unfortunately, because. Um. What he has the highest-rated uh, show on on on, on uh, prime time TV in terms of the the news um, uh, market. But the, the dangerous thing about him is he is a white supremacist and a um, propagandist, and he is created this environment where it's almost cult-like where these people follow him everything he says, even though it's not the truth. And he's running an interesting game. Basically, he sees his audience as essentially people who can turn his um show and he's brought products into 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 revenues he's interested in, he's interested in clicks and more book sales so he really doesn't believe what he says but as long as he gets the people tuning in that's all he cares about it's pretty much the same principle that um rush Limbaugh
0: used ah oh, so it's kind of a, a a a weird thing i guess well maybe not so weird what people will do particularly for money i mean isn't it is not is he not the they that he rants about
1: uh, most definitely, he's the same. For example, let's just a little bit about Tucker Carlson's background. He's Tucker Carlson, he likes to uh, push this spiel that he's appealing to blue-collar workers. Now, if you look at his background, he's he comes from a fairly, you know, well-to-do background. He went to a private school in the in San Diego area, and he went to an Ivy League school after that. And... Um, he, so he's he's always been involved in the Republican Party and in in those elite circles. Yet he rails against the very people that he's railing against. He claims to say he claims to say that he's 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 speaking for the working class. But particularly, he, he he loves them. You know, he's a good example. But yeah, before we, before he reached the national profile, he reached an email was released that he emailed. Hunter, Hunter Biden to see if Hunter Biden could pull some strings to get his son into an Ivy League school. Wait, hold, so, uh, hold, hold so
0: on. Hold on. Hold yeah. on, Manny, because what you're, you're saying, <laughs> mm? this is the man who emailed Hunter Biden to get a favor yes. from him for his son. That's what you're saying.
1: Yes, uh, yes, you can go and check
0: that. out. Oh my goodness! So this, so he is really so. All right, so go ahead from there because yeah. I just wanted my audience to be clear yeah. that yeah. I would have put my I, I pen he, under he, that he line if I had read it. You
1: know, <laughs> <laughs> he did say. He, he did say. Yeah, it's hard to believe, but that's what he did. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's. It, you know. It, <laughs> I guess the, 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 another good example analogy to use—it's kind of like um, pro wrestling. You know, in pro wrestling, you have the the heels, the bad guys, and you have the the heroes, the bad, the good guys. But they're playing roles. At the end of the day, at the end of the night, when the show, when the lights go off, they sit down and want to have dinner together. It's the same with Tucker Carlson. He's playing a role. Unfortunately, the people who follow him actually believe him.
0: Uh, this is well you know it's interesting now I, I'm I'm very interested in and I find most of what you write interesting so I may use that word a lot today but here you're talking about pro wrestling and he whose name that shall not be mentioned on this show uh, the former president himself yeah. was a, a proponent of wrestling and and pro exactly. wrestling so so here he was mm-hmm. a promoter of such things and here he is uh, right back in his realm with pro promoting um, his uh, heroes uh, of Tucker Carlson in particular. And I think, you exactly. know, I, I know you said something about you thought Glenn Beck was bad, but then you found Tucker yeah. Carlson. So tell me a little bit about why Tucker Carlson is worse than Glenn Beck.
1: Okay, well, let's, let's get in our time machine go back and back. That ten, fifteen years. Remember, Tom Carlson was no, sorry, Glenn Beck was ruling. He was a, one of the top greatest people on Fox News, and around two thousand eight, or during the Obama administration. And even back then, there was some. Checks and balances. When uh, when Glenn Beck started saying outrageous things, like for example, accusing President Obama of hating white people, they, that was a breach of part. That's when he lost his advertisers. And when and, and you know because news is a business. When that's when Fox News said, you know what, this guy is losing money. We need to get him off the air. And they got off the air. But now it seems uh, that with Tucker Carlson, he has no boundaries. Um, uh, for example, Tucker Carlson put out a movie called um, Patriot Purge, <laughs> it, 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 which claimed which claimed that. Um, uh, the government had set up the January Six attackers, and, it, and the whole thing was being was staged by the FBI, it was so that movie was so outrageous that some Fox News outsiders quit and purchased because they didn't want their names attached to that. <laughs> but that that was put out, and you know, in, back in the, back, back ten years ago, when um, when um, Roger Ailes was to run Fox News, that would have been stopped. But now it seems like with Tucker Carlson, he can do no wrong, and he has no limits.
0: Mm. And I think then the pervasive uh, issue about um, the media's complicity. In, yes. in 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 uh, uh, promoting lies and deception and misinformation is that there are no boundaries and there doesn't there don't seem to be any ethics involved or or any regulation whatsoever and so therefore presenting Tucker Carlson as news we know that's a whole issue but his point of view where does yeah. it, I mean this point of view was this always his point of view?
1: You know, it's interesting because he's changed over the years. Uh, if you if you studied his history in journalism, at one point he was just you know, your average, what I like to describe as a country club Republican. You know, kind of believes in lower taxes and strong defense. You know, and uh, and, and and he was a pundit being paid on MSNBC and CNN, and, and 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 he was just a regular conservative pundit. But it seems like he's become more extreme over the years. And um, and I don't know if he actually believes the thing he's saying, or he's just doing it because he's he gets in radiance. And in a way, from, from a fairly cynical point of view, it works because he's getting the radiance and he's getting, he's getting he's getting the big checks and he's going to be able to say he has to sell books. So in a way, he works. But the dangerous thing is that he puts this propaganda and these lies into the public, public sphere. And one thing I've learned over the years is that you have to be very careful what you say, because when you put something out there, some people are going to go and believe it. Not everybody check, fact checks the information they see on the news.
0: Well, they, they consider what they see as the fact check. I think that's part of the issue. Because if Mm -hmm. you ask them where they saw it, if they see it on TV, then it's considered fact, especially when it's presented in a news format, although we do know Mm -hmm. that Fox calls itself entertainment and not necessarily news. So even in the name Fox News, we already have a problem because even Fox doesn't define itself as news. So. I think uh, how would we start to even put some some uh, restraints on, on dissemination of misinformation would have to begin somewhere there with regulating what can be called what and what words. And well, so words well, matter, Manny. Words matter.
1: They do matter. Well, you know, there, there are rules on the books where you can hold people accountable. For example, Fox News published information during the 2020 election about um, Dominion voting systems. They, uh, they claim they will involve an election fraud, and they published a lot of information. Now, Dominion has taken into to court for um, slander, and they have like a billion-dollar lawsuit against them. And according to what I've read, the legal experts say they have a very good chance of winning this lawsuit. So I guess you do have like the old libel laws to take to, um, to, to, to hold people accountable. The question is, is that how many people are willing to pursue these um, cases all the way through? I don't think most people have the time and energy to, to fight every, you know, uh, fake story with, with, with a libel suit.
0: I, I think that's a question of um, deep pockets. So, yes. if you already have money, then you want to protect that money, and therefore you can have a lawsuit of that nature. I mean, suing has seemed to take in the place of criminal uh, criminal cases. It seems to me to find some justice with uh, situations yes. like this. But this is this is far bigger than than uh, uh, defaming a, a, a company. I mean, this is out and out presenting lies to a. Uh, a large segment of the public who like we talked about earlier they're taking this as their fact checking mechanism so yes and so how do you see um how do you see the reigning in of tucker carlson if you see anything like that on the horizon
1: well i i would like to believe that the mechanism of the new business advertising would eventually kind of bring them in if, just like the Glenn back example, you know, when you say something so outrageous, you know, eventually advertisers will pull away and say, you know, we don't want no advertising you. But you know, here's the, here's the here's the scary thing: Fox News and the TV industry in general is moving away from the old system. They're moving towards a, a subscriber system where you know you want to get Fox News Nation, which is a which is a um, screen platform. You pay ten dollars a month and you get it. Now, when you have a system like that, you know, when people when you have subscribers paying your fees, you don't have, you you can't boycott the service because the people paying. For it, they already paid the money, so um, that I, I've heard from media interest see, experts saying that that's the way it's moving. So that means he's almost unaccountable, and I, I'd like to think that still with the with the marketplace and with people willing, willing to vote vote for it for, by their feet, they should be ways to hold him accountable. But it seems like um, that's the move. That's the, that's the platform they're moving to. But eventually, I keep thinking that eventually he's gonna he's gonna cross the line, and he's gonna say something that goes too far, and then Fox is gonna say, uh, "Well, you guys, the British, are probably gonna have to cut you loose because." If if you look back at fox's history you look about they've always this this has happened before like i mean remember when um um, Bill O'Reilly was the biggest, the biggest That's name. right. You know, eventually he ran. He, they they got the point when they said they cut, they cut ties in. I mean, they like they build these guys up, and they get to the point when they said, "Okay, you're too controversial. We're going to cut you loose." And I keep waiting for that that shoot to drop with Tucker Carlson. I, I hope it's going to happen, but I seriously wonder.
0: Well, um, uh, we're going to take uh, we're going to continue our conversation with Manny O'Tico, but first we want to share with you about our program sponsor, Harcourt's Desert Homes.
2: Hello, I'm Scott Palermo. And I'm James Sanak. We'd like to take a moment to share with you our unique and successful approach to working with Coachella Valley home buyers, sellers, and real estate investors.
3: Our goal is to build a people first brokerage, and a significant part of that is making certain that our customers can always count on working with quality, like minded agents. At Harcourt's Desert Homes, James, myself, and our extraordinary team
2: of dedicated real estate professionals are privileged to work with the best clients through our commitment to personal service and attention to a client's every detail. That commitment is how we have achieved the honor of being ranked at the top 1% of realtors in the desert cities. We have been named to the best of the best realtors in the Coachella Valley by Palm Springs
3: Life Magazine. Scott mentioned the word unique a moment ago, but it's not just a marketing buzzword for Harcourt's Desert Homes. In fact, it's our superpower for helping clients worldwide. Harcourt's International is one of the half dozen most successful real estate companies around the globe with more than $34 billion in annual revenue and it's the unique selling proposition that led us to affiliate our brokerage with Harcourt's here in the Coachella Valley. That's right, James, Harcourt's Auctions.
2: This platform separates our brand from the rest of the pack. Think of this as a marketing tool similar to Christie's Art Auction in New York City. Just as with other luxury items and fine art, Harcourt's auction sells luxury real estate to high net worth consumers. For more than six years, our brokerage has won more than 100 sales production awards. We'd love to
3: put that achievement to work for you. We specialize in properties in Palm Springs, Rancho Mirage, Palm Desert, Indian Wells and La Keeta. If we can help you, please reach out to us at 760-864-4100. Again, that's 760-864-4100. Or visit Harcourts
2: Desert Homes online at harcourtsdeserthomes.com. That's H A R C O U R T S Deserthomes.com, Harcourt's Desert Homes. We're located at 119 North Indian Canyon Drive in downtown Palm Springs. Remember, in, in
3: real, real estate, estate knowledge, knowledge is, is power. power.
0: And we're back with Manny Otico on Outspoken with Joy Silver at Radio 111. Now, before we had our break, you mentioned something about Tucker Carlson finally going over the line. And I'm wondering if your opinion, because when you said that I thought maybe this was it, maybe the January 6 hearings mm-hmm. will be that line. One of the articles that I thought was, and this is the latest one that I read of yours was, I was wrong, Thursday's January 6th hearing did move the needle. And you said that uh, you approached the January 6 hearings thinking, What more can it tell us? And you doubted that the hearings would move the needle. And then you said, I was wrong on both counts. Thursday's hearings aired live on all the networks except for Fox News was illuminating, riveting, frightening, and informative. So talk to me about why you thought it would tell us nothing and what changed your mind.
1: Well, at first I thought that the hearing would just go over the, Information we already know that, you know, uh, the, the, the attackers were motivated by, by Trump. Trump had spread election um, lies uh, that motivate them to go and attack it. But from what I've been hearing with the, uh, what I've seen with the hearings is that they bought the receipts. They have the emails. They, they can directly trace uh, the uh, tweets Trump said to motivate people to go and attack the, uh, the, the the Capitol. So I would say that they're building a very effective case against them. And, they, and with all the information they're presenting, it will be difficult to ignore it.
0: You had some particular points there in that article. So tell me a little bit about more of what you saw happening that you think are very strong points in the hearings that we uh, just saw. And I have not seen the second set of hearings yet, but this is regarding you know, uh, the first set of hearings.
1: Yeah, I, I just finished watching the second set of hearings, and I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. Uh, the, the January 6th Committee, they pointed out that from several Trump experts, and Trump White House insiders such as Bill Barr, that there was no election fraud. Representative Zoe Lofgren, she pointed out that the Trump legal team for the campaign, they filed a total of 62 cases. They lost 61 of them. And they failed to provide evidence of election fraud. They also proved that while Trump knew there was no election fraud, he used those lies to raise money off his, um, uh, his supporters, it would raise a total of $250 million. And then instead of use that money to buy election fraud, he transferred it to his own uh, private pack. And, and then he took part of that money. He paid it to Trump Hotels. So, again, they're providing the evidence of election fraud and how Trump was – um basically monetizing these his voters and um, basically, you know, living off their proceeds, you know. So I think, it's, as, as I said before, it's going to be hard to ignore those kinds of findings. The problem is, is that um, we live in a media environment where, where, where there are silos. You know, the left-wing tends to watch left-wing sources and the right-wing tends to watch right-wing sources. So the question is, is, if we can penetrate the right-wing bubble with those that, that information. You
0: know, this... Uh I've used this term before, and I'm going to have to find out the origin of this term. But isn't the proverbial cat out of the bag with these hearings? I mean, although you're talking about who watches which news sources, um, uh, uh, what I see is that there's a combination of presenters that are not simply left Democrats, for example. So you have Liz Cheney out there with the... um, holding the standard on in this battle and moving forward and I don't think anybody could say that the Cheney family is left. (laughs) So, <laughs>
1: exactly. And that's a I good be, point. Yeah. And she, she was, she's she got creds. She was very effective in the argument. Yes, she was. And, and, and to add to your point, and this is a point I mentioned in my article, it, it, the information is leaking out because everybody is, is tweeting information. They're posting information. They're writing articles about it. They're doing blogs about it, they're doing video messages about it. So, you know, eventually the information is going to leak through and penetrate the conservative um, um, uh, bubble. It, it's at the point where you can't ignore it anymore.
0: And it's something that the world is watching. I mean, this is not just a story that people in the United States are watching or not even in the West or just in the Western Hemisphere. I mean, this is something Mm -hmm. that the entire world is watching. And it's a documentation of the events yes. that actually took place. I mean, I will tell you this, that, and kind of to your point, I thought that we uh, we had seen what was there, and there was no doubt, certainly in my mind, and maybe I live in the bubble, but in my mind, I saw insurrection, period. And I saw treason, yes. period. And it didn't, I, mm-hmm. I didn't need convincing in that way. But to establish that criminal case, or that legal case, to show, and this was the point that really... I thought was new in the first Senate hearings, that uh, was quite impressive uh, investigative work. When they said that the Proud Boys did not listen to the speech, but had already started marching to the Capitol, when the speech occurred could only show premeditation.
1: Yes, and, and to add to that point. These are legal proceedings. So when all this information is being stated here, it's being sustained. Is, 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 it's under oath. It's, it's almost like a, it's lo- almost like a, 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 a courtroom. So you can't dismiss it as fake news because these, these people make these statements under oath. Too.
0: And they're making them under oath. And a lot of the captivate, the captured video, certainly showing the connection between the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers. I thought was particularly affected. Affected. Yes.
1: Mhm yeah and 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 if you've been following the case uh you, I'm sure you know that some of those proud boys and Keepers are now facing pretty serious uh charges right now. I believe that um uh, still roads to leader of the uh, the Keepers, he's facing charges which are looking at by twenty years in jail if he's if he's convicted you know pretty much the rest of his life is going to be in jail uh,
0: and that's and that's a very important piece of laying down the case but you know, what what is most amazing to me is when we look at it from a historical point of view. And I think we're watching things that are way worse than what Nixon ever did.
1: Yes, oh, um, um, way worse, way worse.
0: And but the whole United States was somewhat united in taking down and uh, and, and moving things, you know, and taking down Nixon as a criminal. Uh, which he was able to, you know, get out of with pardons, et cetera, et cetera. But the the thing is, we've never seen anything qu- like this in American history short of the South seceding from the Union. I mean, the yes. South seceded from the Union before they attempted to do these kinds of things. And they yeah. weren't part yes, of the United States at that point in time. Well,
1: Yes, but even when the South was seceded from the from the, from the north and whereas the war we still had elections and nobody discred- and Lincoln didn't declare himself a dictator which is was what, what Trump was trying to do
0: That's true well I, I I don't doubt that the South may have seen him that way but yeah. uh, but it, but nevertheless they were not within the government, that that had elected the 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 leader and you know it wasn't in an an operating government it was in a separate government they decided to create a separate government and create a separate state and we did not see that i mean what seems to the, the attempt here is to look at the whole united states and just take over the united states and that's really yes. quite different than what we've ever seen in american history before how do you feel do you think it's moving forward in, a, in in a in a very strong way I mean do you what do you see for us
1: I think it's moving forward. I think the case against uh, Trump and the insurrectionists is moving forward in a methodical way. I think one of the frustrating things for a lot of viewers is that they want things to move quickly. But if you've ever been involved with government, especially, and the legal system too, those things move at snail's pace. They have to be, I mean, everything has to be, all the I's have to be dotted and T's have to be crossed and you have to file proceedings. So it's moving slowly. I mean, they're making this case almost more than a year after the events happened. I would have liked to have seen them make this case about a couple of weeks or months often happen but we have to go through the process and unfortunately the government is slow
0: well you know the government is slow because I think the the and maybe the point of the hearings before um, before a criminal indictment can happen uh, yeah. the case has to be laid out to educate the public until they've seen so much of the truth in one way or the other that mm-hmm. the 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 atmosphere and environment for taking the right steps will be there because i think there is a fear that should have they just arrested it you know arrested uh, he whose name has, shall not be mentioned uh, right mm-hmm. there at the time um it would have definitely caused with all the militias in the field i think it could have caused quite the violent civil war yes so destroying um, the elements of the existing government and showing how many people were involved and who knew I mean recently I watched uh, I just watched uh, an episode of uh, First Ladies and um, yep. it was quite amazing how uh, actually it was gaslit uh, gaslit mm-hmm. with Martha Martha Mitchell who had told the truth about what was happening during Watergate yep. and the thing was all of the men who were around him and in prison they what John Dean ended up saying at the end of of the episode was there is real Nixon was just an old crazy man and we were Nixon we were the Nixon we just put him on you know they made the Nixon and they were the presidents really because it's the power that make that activates and puts these things into motion that makes this possible and I think that's part of the story too to unroot mm-hmm. all of those elements. And why did they do it? Why are people so involved with this particular former president? What do they gain from him?
1: That's a difficult question, but I will I'll, I'll, I'll make this point. I read an article, I think, in the Washington Post that said that um, Jamie, um, I, 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 I forgot his name, um, he's a rep from Maryland, I and he's name. it alludes uh, me right now, but he's one of the people who's on, who's on, the, who's on the journalism committee. He said that in trying to understand his Republican colleagues, he said he read, he talked to a cult expert. Now, if this is no joke. Trump supporters operate like a cult. I read a book called "The Cult of, a cult of Trump," written by uh, a cult deprogrammer, and he laid out the facts there that it operates like a Trump, a cult. And one thing about cults is that these people are very irrational. They don't operate on on, on logic and things like that. So it was like. You know, and this is what makes Trump dangerous, and this makes him so popular too. Because his supporters look at him the way Jim Jones supporters look at him, and that's not that's not an exaggeration.
0: Okay. Well, you know, you make a good point there, and certainly this whole concept of cult is something that we talk about a lot on this show, and I would love to have you back another time, Manny. I do appreciate your time today. I'm going to continue to read you, and I tell my audience, read Manny Otinko on Medium.com. He is a fantastic and informative writer, and I'm very appreciative of your work, Manny, and thank you for being here with us today. Outspoken with Joy Silver has been presented by Harcourt's Desert Homes, specializing in properties in Palm Springs, Rancho Mirage, Palm Desert, Indian Wells, and La Quinta. Click on the link from Radio111.com for more information, and we will see you again soon. And remember, stand up, fight back. Joy Silver, Radio 111 with Outspoken.